stand to your feet, please, and welcome our preacher today with some honour, Mr. Matthew Beals. Thank you and welcome. Sit down. <laughs> it's so difficult being a worship leader and having a fantastic time of worship because I just want to hear more and go on and on and on and on. And on. But we'll go back to that later. Um, life is a funny old thing, isn't it? Do you know, I woke up this morning. <clears throat> I don't know what your thought, first thoughts are in the morning. Mine can be quite strange. And I woke up this morning thinking about life and I thought, oh, I'm 40, old in my eyes. And I thought, Meth- sorry, Lisa. Um, and Methuselah lived to 963, and I was kind of grateful that I wasn't having to live to 963. Can you, have, can you imagine what it looked like at 963? I had all these thoughts running through my brain, thinking, actually, I'm quite glad, grateful I'm 40. I haven't got another 923 years to go. And I, all these strange thoughts running through my head. Um, so, you know, it's been Christmas time. Do you have a good Christmas? It's one of those emotive times, isn't it, Christmas? I sort of celebrate on one hand and sympathise with others' circumstances that aren't so you know, good, perhaps, at Christmas time. Uh, Christmas was good for us. We were at Jess's parents on Christmas Day, my parents on Boxing Day. And on Boxing Day, uh, my nan came round. My nan's, I think my nan's hilarious. My mum has, you know, mum does more life with her. <laughs> so you can talk to mum later. So anyway, it's quite a thing to get nan out, to be honest. She's 90. So we got her over to mum and dad's, and she sits in the armchair. Just plonk her in the armchair. And she did, she just sat, sat there the whole day smiling, really. And uh, she does the same thing with me every time I, I see her. And uh, she sits there and she stares at me. And I know, I know what's coming, Nan. She stares at me and she's smiling. And then there's a silence. Then she goes, Matthew, yes, do you colour your hair? <laughs> and, <laughs> and she says it to me every time I know what's happening after every hour. And I'm, just for the sake of podcast, I go, no. <laughs> Just in case you are, when does he? Uh, and then at two o'clock, she sits there staring at me, and again, she goes, You know, she's 90. She goes, Matthew, you sure you don't colour your hair? Uh, so, this is my boxing day. So, I was like, Thank you. No, no. Anyway, so I'm believing that, you know, I, when I, I just love the fact that God's not really constrained by time. And what we're just really excited for 2020. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm so excited for 2020. I really am. Um, but there's four days to go. And I'm so excited what God might do today, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's four days to go. And I'm quite excited about that. And we don't have to have the mindset of like, well, Tuesday's a New Year's Eve and nothing's much going to happen then. God's obviously happening. You know, New Year's Day, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, God, there's four days left. I'm quite excited about this. There's four days as we get into 2020. But my preach today is called, when plans change. Because I just want to share a couple of experiences. You know, there's no doubt in life, we go through life and we plan our life. But there's stuff that happens in life that we didn't account for and we didn't plan for. Yeah. Absolutely. If you have not experienced life like that, I don't believe you. <laughs> um, so I want to share something of our, just briefly of my 2019. Because you think for, you know, we all have fantastic things happen. And it's my 2019 is strong. I got married, bought a house. That's like, woo woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really exciting. But there are curveballs in the way of life. And it's, you know, what happens when plans change? So for us, 2019, 2018, it was quite difficult in one sense because we lost my granddad. And I was quite close to my granddad. And granddad's just a hero, you know, we hear in the Bible of heroes of the faith. And he was like one for us. And, um, and he was 93 when he went. 
And uh, we got married in April, and um, he uh, died like five days before our wedding. And so, yeah, it's like, oh, you didn't count for that in life, did you? But I know, we got, I know where granddad is, so it's fine. And um, so it's like, but, you know, when you get married, you think you're going to have this, him, him, her, there, the wedding and all that. But granddad was missing. We had Nana there, and she's, she's hilarious. And uh, <laughs> she just sat there and um, asked me if I coloured my hair. You know, on my <laughs> and, um, and but granddad, just five days before the wedding, granddad had gone. And in, in some way, it was a relief because granddad had di- dementia in the last couple of years and he was getting so close to wedding day we were working out how wedding was going to work what was going to happen to granddad and then like five days before he went you know things like that happen in life and then what happened um about a month two months june that was april june after that my great aunt she's been here to church which is my granddad's sister she went on holiday to ireland and she flew back from ireland and she collapsed at the airport and she had a stroke a really serious stroke and she is now bed bound uh, she'd been here to church with her husband. She is now bedbound. There are things in life that just, just did not plan for, right? And um, we're praying for her. And you can pray for her with us. Every time I drive past her house, which is just in Stanway, I'm believing that, that God is going to release what is paralyzed. And um, that's our prayer for 2020. But there are stuff in life that you didn't account for. And, you know, you can make your plans, but sometimes they change. And that's been our 2019. So on one hand, we celebrate. But on the other hand, there are these curveballs of life. You know, pray for her. I was with her on Christmas Day. We took time out to go. She's paralyzed. She was just lies there. She does communicate. But I came back on Boxing Day to see mum, and she's paralyzed down the left. And I said, mum. She was like, yeah. Um, Nana was there as well. She asked me if I come here. And then um, she, uh, she said, um, <laughs> I said, didn't you see her left foot move? She's lying now. She's like, yeah, I did. So I'm praying 2020 is going to, you know, that, you know, some people think life is over for her, but I'm like believing there's more than just her left foot moving. Okay, so come on. Yeah, so pray for her if you get a second. But there are things in life. I was listening to last, um, a podcast last night. You, probably, you guys might know this. In Lakewood Church, um, Pastor Lisa Austin, which is Joel's sister, she, in 1990, she opened a package and it was a nail bomb and it blew up in front of her face. You know, she didn't plan for that in life. And, but there's, and she survived, and she has a fantastic testimony. And, but you just don't account for some stuff like that. And it's a bit like the story of Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph never accounted for what their life panned out to be, right? Mary is just a single woman looking for a hunky husband. She went to Nazareth, grabbed, wanted to meet Joseph for a latte. They sat down. Before he knew it, she was pregnant. He wasn't quite sure how that happened over a latte. And, uh, you know, there's some stuff that it's just like, wow. I just want to show one quick example out of Genesis before we land in where I really want to land this morning. Um, Plans change, right? Abraham and Sarah were old by this time, very old. Sarah was far past the age for having babies. Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband. (laughs) God said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh saying me have a baby? An old woman like me is anything too hard for God. I'll be back about this next this time next year and Sarah will have a baby. Sarah lied. She said, I didn't laugh (laughs) because she was afraid. But he said, yes, you did. You laughed. Uh, oh, come on. We can have some plans come into our life that we can think is just so crazy ridiculous. You know, we can almost believe for stuff that's laughable, you know, and who knows what's going to happen in 2020. I could say to you guys, this is going to happen for you. You could almost laugh like Sarah did, but there's no limits to God's power for 2020. And I'm really excited about these last four days. So um, I just want to land at a story this morning, a story that we're really, really familiar with. And um, it's the story of Lazarus. It's a 
is such a, you know, we as Christians hear this story all the time, we know it. But I'm hoping to pull out one or two things that are really exciting. So, so just bear with me as I read the story of Lazarus. Lazarus. I have taken a couple of verses out to get to speed the process along. So, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. But oddly, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed on where he was for two more days. That's not cool, is it? <laughs> you really want Jesus now. After, after the two days, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. They said, Rabbi, you can't do that. The Jews are out to kill you and you're going back. Jesus replied, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in daylight doesn't stumble because there's plenty of light from the sun. Walking at night, he might very well stumble because he can't see where he's going. He said these things and then announced, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. I'm going to wake him up. The disciples said, Master, if he's gone to sleep, he'll get a good rest and wake up feeling fine. Jesus was talking about death while his disciples thought he was talking about a nap. Then Jesus became explicit. Lazarus has died. Guys, come on. Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I wasn't there. You're about to be given new grounds for believing. So let's now go to him. When Jesus finally got there, he found Lazarus was already dead for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, only a couple of miles away, and many of the Jews were visiting Mary and Martha, Martha and Mary, sympathizing with them over their brother. Martha heard Jesus was coming and went out to meet him. Mary remained in the house. I skipped a bit now, so it goes, the moment, this is Martha. The moment she heard that, she jumped up and ran out to meet him. Jesus had not yet entered the town, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When he, her sympathizing Jewish friends saw Mary run off, they followed her thinking she was on the way to the tomb to weep there how many times in life you know do you feel like you're running to death but actually you're running to the arms of life martha thought she was running to death but little does she know she's running into the arms of jesus how many times do we have plans in life you feel like cruising towards death but actually little do you know that they're about to take a curveball and you're cruising to the arms of resurrection power amazing mary came to where jesus was waiting and fell at his feet saying master if only you'd been here my brother would not have died then Jesus, the anger welling up within him, arrived at the tomb. It was a simple cave in the hillside with a slab of stone laid against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. The sister of the dead man, Martha, said, Master, by this time there's a stench. He's been dead for four days. Sometimes waiting stinks. Right. <laughs> See what I did there? Sometimes waiting really stinks. And look. Four days. I'm really excited about four days. I was pre- preparing this preach. I just couldn't get away from four days. And I sat there last night thinking, how many days to the new year? I was like, hey, there's four days to go. You know, the really amazing thing about this story is that, you know, it's a story about Lazarus. But it's a story of, there's also other things in this. The Pharisees are watching Jesus, right? And now in Jewish law, it's custom when someone dies, the Pharisees believe that there's three days, the maximum of three days before you're, you're kaput. And, this, you know, and you are dead. You can be possibly resurrected within those three days, but your spirit after three days is gone. Jesus goes to Lazarus on what day? The fourth day. Jesus is not stupid. You know, Jesus could have gone on day two, could have gone on day three. The Pharisees are watching. He's like, you know, you've got Pharisees like Jesus. You have messed this up big time. You're going on day four. You needed to get on in there on day three, but you've gone on day four. And Jesus knew fully knew what he was doing. He knew that Jewish law was kind of about to stitch them up in a sense. He's greater than law. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to go two, three, four. Jesus can do what he likes. And the Sadducees, on the other hand, didn't believe there was any afterlife at all. There was no heaven. So you've got one group of people who believed in no heaven. One group of people that that believed the miracle needs to happen in these three days, Jesus just blew it out of the water and went in on day four. Isn't it amazing that 
you know, the Pharisees hated Jesus, the Sadducees hated Jesus, they hated each other. And you know when you're really anointed when those people that hate you come together, <laughs> when they're meeting together. And Jesus blew it out of the water on day four. That's so exciting. Um, so I've got four, four, three points for you today. Just um, here they are, just to share with you quickly. What's the time? Um, about this. Stretching unlocks potential. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not very stretchy. Barry's not very stretchy either, are you? No. Terribly stretchy. Can we just see how bad at stretching you are? So I, we can have a bad stretch off. I can barely, no, that's, no, that's quite bad. I can barely touch my hips. Um, <laughs> something was, I am, I'm, this is not a joke. I am here for touching my toes. Um, this is not bad. Is it? That's terrible, isn't it? Can you touch your toes, Sarah? Go on. Got big <laughs> Oh, wow. That is very stretchy. I am possibly the most unstretchiest person, but I wonder where God's going to stretch us in the new year. And stretching unlocks potential. Occasionally, I run. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with running, and I have an even more love-hate relationship with stretching. And I'm the sort of person that can't be bothered to stretch. I'm like, Ugh. and you get all these people limbering up the side, you know, doing... And I'm like... <laughs> A little bit more than me, life really. I'm like, <laughs> and um, so off we off we all run. I am the person coming back, like dragging my back leg. <laughs> and that's the thing with with challenges. If you're not stretched, you can actually injure yourself. Stretching to a challenge is a good thing. I need to stretch more. It's just in the physically, in the physical, stretching is a really, 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 really good thing to do. But in the spiritual. God wants to stretch us for 2020. And I'm wondering where you can be stretched for 2020, what you can do to stretch for 2020. Our mindsets, when we talk about stretching in church, is we always think that we're being asked to serve more. But there's more than stretching than just serving some more. Perhaps you can serve some more. Amen, hallelujah. If you want to get involved in the worship team, I'd love to hear from you. But there's more than that. Where is God stretching you in 2020 with your finances, with hospitality? One of the things Jess and I love to do now we're married, we love to be hospitable. We love doing that. We really love doing that. And if you haven't come around, let us know. <laughs> uh, uh, can you delete that from podcast? <laughs> no, but, we, but where is God stretching you for 2020? Because stretching unlocks potential. God is stretching us to a new place of relevance. Yes? He's testing you. Waiting until the fourth day was a real test. And in fact, it was a real stench. And it was such a stench. It really stinks here. We waited four days. What a stench. You know, perhaps there is a stench. But as God is testing us. Are you, are you in a relationship with God for who he is or for what he can do for us? We really, really need to shift sometimes, or I, maybe I should say, really need to shift sometimes from shopping lists, praying, to just knowing Jesus for who he is. I don't have children yet. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but I do have seven, I have acquired seven nieces and nephews. They're all under seven. I spent Christmas Day with them. And uh, yeah, it was loud. <laughs> Can you imagine my Christmas day? I have seven nieces and nephews crawling over me. Boxing day, I have, do you colour your hair? Uh, it's, it's quite extreme. <laughs> it's quite like, extreme. So anyway, um, I have seven nieces and nephews. And, you, and, you know, Christmas day is absolutely is about 
Uncle Matt, can we have a present, please? We're like, yes. And they open it, like, hey! And they go, hey! Then they go, can we have another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes there's this part, and do you know this as parents of your parents? I don't yet. Um, but as, you know, they can sometimes run towards me, and I'm quite, I think I'm quite a cool uncle. I'm sure they'll tell me in five years' time I'm not. Um, but, and they run towards me. You can see their face, little faces at the time. They run up and pick them up. And then sometimes, and you know this as parents, they, you, you grab them like, hey, and they snuggle into your neck. They put their neck in like that. And that's a really cool feeling, isn't it? Because I'm getting... <laughs> you can snuggle into my neck later. <laughs> edit, podcast, edit. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Andy's nodding his head, just brutal. Um, yeah, um, where was I snuggling? Oh, yeah. So anyway, so, so sometimes we come to God like that. God just doesn't just want a shopping list of our prayers, right? But sometimes he just wants us to snuggle in with us. And perhaps in the waiting, the test is not about just a constant shopping list of, God, I really need this. I really need this. God, I really need new finances. We're believing for a new house. And I really need a new job this year. And really, can you help me with this relationship? And while you're at it, I need some Four eggs and flour and some margarine. You know, it's like a shopping list, isn't it? But actually, sometimes God, God knows it anyway. Can we just snuggle into him sometimes and just trust that he knows that whole shopping list? Perhaps, you know, he's testing us. He's testing our relationship. Jesus could have done what he wanted on day one, but he waited to day four. Sometimes waiting stinks. And then lastly, he's trusting you. He's trusting us with his name and reputation. Can we still be faithful? I think, I was trying to think about this a bit more as I prepared. I think we possibly live in a gener- times that are the least, almost least faithful. It's so easy for people in many, many ways to be knocked off course. And even, you know, it can even happen in church life, but I think all across the sphere, of, um, he's trusting us. You know, whilst we're waiting, can we still be faithful to God? You know, how difficult is this? How difficult is, is it to tithe when you're skint? Very, very difficult. And it's very, very easy to be knocked off course because of that thing. How, is, how, diff- how many times do I have to pray, God, heal, such and such, when, you know, you just want it. you just got to stay faithful. You know, you, you come to a place, you just serve, 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 serve. Can you just keep serving and keep showing your faithfulness to God? He has shown his faithfulness to us. Come on, we have got to stay faithful to Jesus in 2020 whilst we're waiting. Things, you know, you think you come into 2020 and life's going to be better roses. It may be, but I bet, as I said with those examples, there are going to be curveballs along the way. Can we stay faithful to God? Can we stay faithful? Can we keep serving him? Can we keep trusting in him? Can we be faithful to him? Even coming to church sometimes, it's like, oh, I didn't get, do you know, I just didn't get what I want. I'm just struggling, so I'm just going to have a Sunday off. Stay at home. You know, we have got to be sort of bigger, greater than that. Our hearts have got to be more compassionate. Our hearts have got to be more faithful to Jesus than that. Yes. And the fact that you guys are here on the last Sunday of the month shows me something too. Amen. Come on. And I believe as I was praying for this, as I was praying for this, I sort of, sort of heard a few things actually where's James and Tasha when you guys walked in this morning I felt like God it's interesting what Barry said I, I turned around and saw you walk in and I think that God has um, there's an untapped potential in you and that you don't realize and what it is is that when you are in rooms you change atmospheres and you think you don't and this look on your face felt like you didn't <laughs> 
helping me. Uh, you do. And I think God wants to tap into that in 2020. You can change atmospheres when you walk into rooms. You think you, you might assume you're the quiet ones that just sit at the back. That is not true. That God is stretching you for 2020, and there's so much more to come for you guys. So excited. Woohoo. And then God for 2020, I believe, is establishing our brand. I just want to show you a verse that I believe is important for 2020, and I'll unpack that, and then we're going to worship some more soon. Genesis 12, 1 to 3, Miriam. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household, father's? Father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I believe for 2020, God wants to establish our brand. And you're thinking, what on earth do you mean by our brand? I believe that in 2020, God wants to do fantastic things for equippers as a brand. I believe that for 2020, God wants to do fantastic things for the Beals brand. I'm not a product, but you understand what I'm saying? I believe that God wants to do fantastic things in 2020 for the Sherwood brand, the Chisnell brand. God wants to establish a brand and bless that in 2020. And as I prayed some more, and as I prayed some more for this preach, I think it was yesterday I was praying, but I believe that for equippers, for us in 2020, God is going to make midweek really strong. We sort of um, can be strong on Sundays and then struggle in midweek. But I believe that God is finally going to bless our brand, equippers, Colchester, Essex, and it's going to be really strong midweek, which is going to make us go like this for 2020. But God wants to establish... And bless our brand for 2020. I'm so excited. I'm going to play you a video in a second. Um, but I'm so excited for 2020. And I know curveballs are coming our way, my way, your way. And that's true. There are four days left. And I want to believe for you because there's probably stuff in your lives that you're still hoping for for 20, 2019. And there are four days left. Jesus took four days to get to the tomb. He was cool. He didn't need to go on day two, day three. He was like, eh, whenever. The Pharisees like... Man, he is dead. You've gone past day three. That sucks. He stinks. No way back. Jesus is like, eh, day four, I'm in here. The Sadducees were like, well, it doesn't matter whether he's dead or alive because he is kaput. There is no afterlife. It doesn't matter. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? Day four, Lazarus, boom, out the tomb. Here he is. Yeah. So I believe 2020 is going to be an awesome, awesome year. But I'm excited about these last four, day, four days. Are you excited? What are you crying out for for 2019 still? You know, let's just not think. Sometimes when you're searching for a new job, you can think, oh, it can't happen today. It's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Day. What is God if that is the case? You know, who's to say that you're, if you feel like you've got an employer that's currently dishonoring in you in some way, um, you know, who's to say that God is not talking to your employer right now? Who's to say on New Year's Day, that's not the first thought in your employer's mind? How about the relationship that's broken? You're like, meh, it's New Year's Day, nothing's going to happen today. Who's to say that that relationship, the person doesn't wake up on New Year's Day and go, boom. Who's to say there's four days left of 2019? And I want to encourage you to make it really significant. Really significant. Yeah? I want to play you a video. And then we're going to go back into time for worship with a song. Just an awesome song we've sung. Thank you, Ayo, for leading us, for bringing that song to church. Because it's an incredible song. We need to move. I'm just going to play us a video, three minutes long, and then after that, if we stand, we're going to worship some more. But as we worship some more, believe that God has got immense things in these last four days for us. And then as we bounce into 2020, whatever the curveballs of life are, nothing's too difficult for Jesus. Let's watch this video. Time I just is back it up. short. Yes. My king is coming yeah. soon. 
Because eternity matters, I will give him my all today. No regrets, no excuses, holding nothing back. With his help and by his power, I will leave no words unsaid, no deeds undone, no hope unshared. My faith moves mountains. My prayers calm storms. My words give life. My hands bring healing. My feet deliver the good news that Christ is risen and is coming again. God's word is a lamp directing my steps. His spirit is my power. When I'm weak, he makes me strong. Because Christ is coming, I will not back down, sell out, or be pushed around. My life is too valuable, my calling too great, my God too good. To waste my life on things that don't last. I am empowered by God's Spirit, trained by His Word, tried by fire. My name is written in His book. My life belongs to Him. Because my life is not my own and earth is not my home. I will live for the glory of God and not for the applause of men. I am strong in the Lord and in His mighty power to do His will on earth as it is in heaven. Because Christ lives in me, trials will not stop me. People cannot break me. Money cannot buy me. Haters cannot silence me. Demons cannot defeat me. Time is short. My King is coming soon. Because eternity matters, I will give him my all today. No excuses, no regrets, holding nothing back. With his help and by his power, I will leave no words unsaid, no deeds undone, no hope unshared. Because Maranatha, our king, is coming soon. you're believing something for 2020 if you're believing something for 2019 why don't we just raise our hands in the air right now as a sign of glory as a sign of declaration that we want the best for our lives and as Lazarus experienced with the Pharisees we just don't know who's watching we just don't know who we're witnessing to with our plans come on we raise our hands and we say God we just thank you for this decade Lord God we thank you for the 2010s we thank you for the things you've established we thank you for the curveballs of life that we never want to repeat but we recognize your glory in Father God and Lord God we just pray for 2020 we pray that you would bless our brand we pray for that you would bless our families our church Father God but Colchester Father God we just pray you would impact the town Father God and Lord we do bravely say use us Father God Send us, Father God. Continue to give us the heart of Christ, Lord God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We just say do what you want to do in these four days, Lord God. Time is nothing to you.